This is the Are You Screw podcast. 12 to 3 is going to be an entire stadium of sad drunks at Rutgers Stadium. How is that different than usual? <laughs> They're usually a little more sober. <laughs> I don't think so, man. Adam. I don't know why. I just turn down to my seat and just start ripping the cushion. <laughs> Mike. Like the top of a metal trash can with feces rubbed all over it and just like a football in there. Max. I'm not saying that I don't suck. Okay? I'm just saying that you suck. <laughs> the Are You Screw podcast. There was like a screw pretty much lodged in my ass the rest of the game. It's not like the quarterback pooped a unicorn. The Are You Screw podcast. Don't bring in whoever he was going to bring in to do whatever, you know. That sounded, that sounded like a really informed take there, right? <laughs> right there, Mike. <laughs> well, what, whatever he's going to do to bring in whoever. The penalty for Jim Delaney bringing Rutgers and Maryland in should be that he has to deliver the chum bucket. Puka Williams doesn't have any toes on one of his feet. What? What? The Are You Screw podcast. What? Bobsicles. What? Bobsicles. At some point you hit the bottom, right? All right, Are You Screw podcast. We're back. You sound exasperated. Yeah, a little tired. <laughs> yeah, when I it's been a long couple of weeks. When I walked in here today, I was like, you know, Adam's not he's not usually in a bad as perky. But yeah, but usually a little more perky. He's like, all I'm, right, let's... I'm running on like no sleep right now and a lot of stuff going on at work. But I'm excited. I'm excited that we're doing this. This will keep my mind off uh, the misery elsewhere. Uh, as I said, Are You Screw podcast. We're back. Uh, partners, as you know by now, with the Night Report, our Rutgers rivals, friends. Just a reminder, uh, it's time. If you don't already, go premium. Just uh, $3.99 per month. You could use the promo code TKR399. believe it's valid still through April the 13th. So when we're taping this and when it comes out, plenty of time to do it. Um, those that have already been listening to us through the boards, thank you. Those that have been listening to us before that, uh, if you haven't done so, like I said, go go check it out. Max has said it many times. Can't agree more. Check it out. Go premium, $3.99 per month. Use the code tkr 399. Hello, Max. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can't believe, like I said before, the amount of content they put out. And by the way, people, as you can tell, we are for sale. So Yeah, we pretty much made that a uh, open from, from day one. And uh, the night report got to us first. <laughs> They're the highest bidders. Oh, they win. We're still for sale if there's any reputable, well, reputable or disreputable people out there who'd like to give us money in exchange for plugging whatever your product is. We would be glad to do it. All right, awesome. Let's get uh, to this. Uh, as you can tell, probably already, he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna interrupt us this time. No, Mike. Uh, I don't even have a good excuse why he's not doing this one with us. But haven't we're heard gonna survive. From, haven't heard from him. Not really sure where he yeah. is. Yeah, I thought maybe he went out to that Ohio State Rutgers lacrosse game out in Columbus. Probably, I don't know, hitchhiking his way back. That's why we haven't heard from him now. But either way, how about it, lacrosse? It's Max and I. Hey, lacrosse, lacrosse, its way to the big lacrosse. Yeah, thing. I think the uh, the breakdown in our group text thread was because of uh, Danny, who basically said something about they don't have a face-off guy, otherwise they'd be national champions. So mm-hmm. I, I guess they just need to find a face-off guy, and if yeah. they do that before the end of the season, Rutgers lacrosse book it right now, national yeah. champions. Yeah, that Kip Smithers is one heck of a player. <laughs> Uh, the big news, though, for Rutgers that's been uh, taking over uh, the last few weeks or so, um, and this is actually like a good a good thing, Rutgers wrestling. Yeah! Uh, national champs, two, two individual national champion wrestlers. Um, oddly enough, I was driving through Pittsburgh 
at the time those uh, wrestling championships were underway. I was out on my way to Youngstown, Ohio for, for a wedding. Uh, we thought about for a second maybe stopping in Pittsburgh. No, um, then we kept driving through. Oh, stopping in Pittsburgh for the wrestling or re- stopping in Pittsburgh? Well, really more for Permanente Brothers, and it happens to be. Pittsburgh's an awesome city. It's, it's city. one of the, It's one of the, the more underrated cities for mm-hmm. sure out there, uh, although I think Permanente Brothers is overrated. Uh, yeah, the, if you're not familiar, the Permanente Brothers, they have the sandwich. It's a knockoff like grease truck sandwich. Yeah, which that's will, that's we, what it is, and we, we will, and we do have to get to be restructured. We will talk about it in, in a little bit. Uh, but back to the wrestling stuff. Um, Anthony Ashnall and Nick Soriano. Ashnall, yeah. Um, I mean, other than the fact that it's just awesome that Rutgers has two national champions. The video, by the way, pretty cool. We're not going to break down wrestling. I have no idea how they won anything, other than the fact that uh, I forgot which match maybe it was in, but one of them where Rutgers won. And it was the Oklahoma State match where they freaked out at the end when uh, their kid's uh, earpiece was grabbed. Oh, right. And I was like, this is awesome. Let's have a full-out brawl on the I, mat after somebody gets crowned a national champion. That would have possibly been the coolest thing to see on television. Well, I think, and I actually did catch, uh, I, I, I caught the, the Nick Suriano match, the first one. And I was t- I had a couple takeaways. First of all, in wrestling, they have something called sudden victory. Which is pretty funny. It seems kind of seems a little politically correct if you ask me. It's sudden death in other sports, and I feel like some of the wrestling fan base, if they changed sudden death to sudden victory in other sports, might have something to say about that. But that was pretty funny. And number two, I thought it would have been very Rutgers if after he won the national title that they went back and overturned it on review. I was fully expecting that to happen. Uh, yeah, something about grabbing the earpiece. You're not allowed to do that in wrestling. Again, we know nothing about wrestling on this podcast, uh, but it was cool to see a Rutgers guy win the national title. Uh, and Nick Suriano, of course, after he won the national title, he took about eight seconds before he had to take that unit. He had to take that unitard off. The singlet. The, the singlet. singlet. So you, honestly, I said unitard. Is that a word? That's a thing, right? The leotard. Leotard. You're whatever. leotard. Anyway, he had, to, he had to take it off because he's a shirtless stallion. That dude is shirtless all the time. It was awesome. That was the biggest thing to take away from us is the fact that he doesn't. By the way, I would never wear a shirt either if I looked like oh, that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that you have carte blanche to, I mean, mm-hmm. if it's 10 degrees or whatever, just just find a way to not wear a shirt. Yeah, we posted a poll on Twitter, got a good amount of votes. Uh, does Nick Soriano own any shirts or does he just walk around shirtless all the time? 86% of people said that he just walks around uh, shirtless all the time. Shout out to the 14% of you who felt the need to inform us that, in fact, he does own shirts. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, I, I would probably never wear a shirt either if I looked like that. Yeah, yeah, National just... champion, the shirtless stallion, shows up to the press conferences not wearing a shirt. And it's pretty cool. Hey, two not, not just one national champion, the shirtless stallion getting one, and then Thrashnall, Anthony Ashnall, uh, winning the national uh, championship. Yeah, and I feel I feel great for Coach Goodell, who uh, you know came in at the time when we were in school, uh, you towards the end, me in the very beginning. Uh, he was awesome to us. He he was helpful at WRSU. He would do interviews. Um, yes, they were kind of an, a no-name program, obviously, so he was smart, built it from the ground up. Uh, but he's awesome. Congrats to him. Um, and really, it, it's a cool thing for New Jersey because New Jersey is a wrestling state. I mean, there's no way to 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 not argue that it's not. I had no idea how it's popular a crazy community, was. and it's awesome. It's it's great for for them to to get this in Jersey, and and overall, it was like cool just to see those guys talking afterwards and the pride they had going to Rutgers, the pride in staying home, um, the fan base that reacted to it. And again, there's been. I mean, for years, obviously, negative stuff. And basketball had some positive this year, obviously, football being so dreadful. I mean, I think the casual Rutgers observer knew this was going on and found out about it. I mean, there was a there was a video that I saw 
um, of a bunch of people in Hoboken at a bar watching the finals and like went nuts uh, for the first match. Yeah. Like it was like you were watching a big time sporting event, which they were. So it was uh, congrats all around to, to all those guys. And, and uh, they're going to sell at the rack a bunch more times next year. They have, what is it? I think they have 3,000 season tickets. Like yeah. that's, it's crazy how popular wrestling is. I've never, I don't really, like you said, don't really know that much about it. Uh, so they win the national championship. And apparently something I was not familiar with, because as we've talked before, I am not really familiar with all of the lore around Rucker sports. It's a tradition for national champions to ring the bell at Old Queens. That's a thing. I I had no idea that was a Yeah, thing. and it's kind of... Um, and why I would mean, I? The, the rules are skewed a little bit because you can get to a Final Four and they'll let you ring it. There's a few other caveats there. Um, but yeah, it is... Uh, it is you know, brought up as a tradition that we're never, we never got to experience. <laughs> well, yeah, really. exactly. It's a tradition that Although I didn't know. That's it. not true. I, I did they not? I, I can't remember. I thought they would have done it in 2007 when the women's team made it to the final four and we were in school. Uh, I heard that they did do that. Uh, I do we not were probably remember. preoccupied with I, something else. I do not remember that happening. I called that final four. I was there for WRSU calling that, and I do not remember the ringing of the bell. So that probably speak, uh, speaks more negatively about me than it does about the fact that they did it, but I'm pretty sure they did do it yeah. back then. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's awesome that you have that tradition at Rutgers. Quotes. He's yeah, getting air quotes. because you don't really see it. Not a visual long. medium, Adam. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta look. Well, I actually didn't physically that for make me? the quotes. No, you did. You put your finger. Uh, I did yeah, a you half, did that for me? Like... A half quote. I don't know. But uh, you were, I, first of all, you have two national champions. This is, you get a lot of good publicity. I don't know. Can you not ring the bell on like a weekend? Yeah, it was a Tuesday at 4 p.m. <laughs> Um, and I understand it's like, it's like an old building and there were like 25 people. No, apparently there. we were told that there were noise ordinances was the reason that we were told that it was on a Tuesday afternoon <laughs> and not on a weekend. Look, and if that's the case, I mean, there should have been an uprising from Rutgers Wrestling. I, I don't, noise ordinance is the I reason why you can't ring a bell. <laughs> Look, <laughs> if you are a big time athletic program and you are worried about noise ordinances, you are not doing things correctly. Uh, but yeah, it was at two, four o'clock on a Tuesday, like... I don't know, put it on a Saturday. Look, of course, it would be an unmitigated traffic disaster. Uh, like, if you are old enough, like I am, to have graduated uh, at the time when they were still holding the graduation ceremony on College Avenue at Voorhees Mall, it was a disaster. It was a traffic disaster, um, but it would have been fun, right? It would have been cool to have, you know, probably probably get like a thousand people out there to Voorhees Mall. Well, and... you have to make it like an event because you, at the end of the day, you're just ringing a bell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's nothing that exciting mm-hmm. about ringing the bell. So if you surround it with the pomp and circumstance right. and you could day drink maybe a little bit, get it more like a, what it really needs to happen is whenever there is a national champion like you just have with wrestling with the two guys and hopefully one day maybe one of the big time sports doing it. You got to combine it with like a parade where you start somewhere, you go down College Ave, you finish at Old Queens, and then you ring the bell. You make it an event. It was just like, I mean, they were on the back of a pickup truck talking on a microphone to like, you know, 50 people there, which is awesome, by the way. Nothing right. taking away from the wrestlers. I, it was a cool moment for them. Great to see happen. We're not making fun of that. It's more we're making fun of the overall well, well, item itself. I think this is another example of us wanting this giant bloated bureaucratic university to act more in a way that like a professional sports team could. I understand there are barriers to doing these things, but you know what? Screw the laws. Screw the ordinances. If you want to get, what's the, what's the mayor going to like call a meeting 
and he's gonna he's gonna censure you. He's gonna get mad at you. Like, come on, you're Rutgers. You run this town. You have a you you put a parade down Easton Ave, and you demand that they close that down. We are Rutgers wrestling. We're national champions. Not one. Not two. Thrashnall. And the shirtless stallion—I forgot his nickname there for a second. We are. This is now a wrestling hype podcast. It's awesome. Uh, good for them. Uh, they were at the Devils game, I believe, the yeah. other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they were. They were on there. They each had their weight class on the back of the the jerseys, which just proves the point that um, having three numbers on the back of the uniform is just a terrible look at and, all times. Yeah, Nick Suriano, one hundred thirty-three pound pounds, and uh, Anthony Ashnell, one hundred forty-nine pounds. Yeah, it's not a good look. It's just not a good look when the ref or when the. When but they they had the trophies there. Uh-huh. Um, uh, they got a nice little ovation from from the devils devils crowd. Uh, well deserved. Awesome. They, they these guys should soak it in. Do whatever you can. You know, make money off your likeness or something. I don't know something along those lines. That and and good for Nick Suriano who now owns a shirt. He now because ha- he now he now <laughs> he, has the he devils. Was forced, he was forced to wear a jersey. He's like, what is this thing? What are you going to cover as my chest? Why would I ever cover my chest? Like. I look like this. I would never cover my chest. He should have done what's his name, who um, you know, paint who uh, paints the New Jersey Devils logo, the Friends character, uh, or was you it Seinfeld? Seinfeld, yeah, me, uh, Seinfeld. He was just honored a couple uh, weeks ago. With yeah, his da- uh, David Putty. The actor's yes. name is I can't remember the actor's name, but uh, you've yeah, seen it's for the devil. Yes, the devil. That's what they, that's right. what they should have done. Both both well, those guys. Well, the, yeah, don't at, wear the shirt and at the Devils games. They use him as like they put him up on the scoreboard yelling that. Um, I actually went to the Devils game the other night. Uh, that it, it's a really bad team, but that crowd was dead. And it was look, it was fan appreciation night. And usually when you have fan appreciation night, right? Like you get some kind of trinket. You get I don't know, like a keychain, like a calendar. Um, you know what the Devils prize was to their devoted fans? No. Okay. So they've had a terrible season. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Following enough. Yeah. Okay. So they've had a really terrible season. And their fan appreciation gift was as you walked out of this, the arena, out of the Prudential Center, you were handed a can of Pepsi. They were they cleared all they cleared out their inventory. They were just giving you cans of Pepsi as you left the arena. <laughs> there were there were security people here. Take an entire case of Pepsi. That's what they did for fan appreciation. Did they this have is, like the Devils logo at least on the Pepsi? It did. It was it was like, but it was just a regular can of Pepsi with the Devils logo on. Now, do you, as if you're a diehard fan, do you drink the Pepsi and then keep the can afterwards as a memento, or I, do you just never drink it? I think you just never drink it. Like my dad has um, the Mets had this like RC Cola giveaway from the '80s, and he still has the can unopened. Now that would be awesome to have somebody be forced to drink that right now like the, the next time the Mets win a World Series somebody has to drink that that could be this year right <laughs> they, they appear to be probably not I, I don't really know as a Mets fan probably not I also know anything about hockey like me going to that Devils game hockey, here's what I know about hockey it is the greatest sport to watch live in person it, yeah it's pretty cool uh, the only like anytime I go to a Devils game has been a couple the last couple of years it's just me being like where's Langenbrunner <laughs> Where's Niedermeyer? Because I don't know any. I don't is, know any hockey is players. Is Marty Brodeur still in that? <laughs> Where's Danico? Put Danico in. Claude Lemieux. I just it's just me spending two hours naming. You know who's a sneaky hockey follow? Steve Politti. Yeah, our yeah. friend there, huge Devils fan. I didn't really know it until he gets he's deep into it. Um, but yeah, so you went to the Devils game. I did. Um, other than that, things that I've been keeping my eye on. Uh, last time I guess we were on, we talked about the upcoming first round matchup for the Rutgers women's basketball team. We did. Uh, well, oh yes, that was the day of the selection show. How that got uh, that big gaffe, how it came out a couple of hours earlier. Yep. Uh, the seeds were were leaked, 
And we talked about how Rutgers was going to match up in the second round, likely, with UConn as the two seed and get screwed. They didn't even get to that point. They lose to Buffalo in the first round in the 7-10 matchup. Um, no C. Vivian Stringer again. She has been on leave of absence um, ever since midway, really, through the season. So, obviously disappointing. Mm-hmm. Not what you want to see if you're a uh, fan of the women's basketball program. Overall, I mean, they, they still get to the NCAA tournament. Still a fairly bright future. First time in four them. years they had gotten there. Right. So, I, I mean, there are some interesting things to look out for at the end of the season. It would have been nice to see them get one shot at UConn. Yeah, Just and Buff- see play. Buffalo actually played them pretty tough. They only lost that game by 12 uh, in the in the second round of the women's tournament. But a, a good season. They had been there, hadn't been there in four years. Obviously a weird season. They had dismissed two players from the team. See Vivian Stringer not being around. Uh, but it was cool to see them in the tournament. I actually didn't get to see the game uh, because I was, uh, I was on a train back from Manhattan. I, I spent the early part of that day with a Rutgers royalty. Um, our uh, reluctant friend of the podcast, Danny Breslar, oh, watching, watching yeah. the early uh, men's basketball tournament. Yeah, he dragged me into Manhattan to, uh, to watch that. And um, yeah, he, he's Rutgers royalty, right? Is that, is that a way of yeah, Rutgers that's dignitary? That's to the board, he is royalty. I, mean... I, think, I think that's our first poll today. Is Danny Breslar Rutgers royalty? Now, do you have to do a slash his his pseudonym uh, on the boards, right? Rutgers fan Dan. Is Danny Breslauer slash Rutgers fan Dan Rutgers royalty? Okay. My answer is yes. I'm of voting it. Of course, Danny yes Breslauer, the, the star of the uh, Scarlet Spotlight podcast. Uh, him and his sidekick, Joe Norman. They do a great job over there. Hello, Norman. Um, but yeah, the women's team uh, getting to the NCAA tournament for the first time in four years. Good for them. It's kind of a weird time for the program because I, I think we all kind of assume that C. Vivian Stringer is coming back. Coming back, that's what we've been told. But you know, it's kind of concerning at this point. What whatever her medical issues are, that who knows? Who knows what the future of that program is? And it'll be kind of be interesting yeah, to see how you it hope they out. get sorted out. And I think we've said it. We're all big fans of her on this podcast, and you want her when she wants to go out, however the way she wants to go out. Like period, end of story. She's earned the right to do that, um, and that's what I would like to see happen. Whether it's after next season or two more down, three more down the line, whatever it is. I just don't want it to be one of those things where, again, she's walking away because of health reasons right now and doesn't get her shot to say goodbye properly. Because when she does want to say goodbye properly, that is one game I will want to be at. Yeah. I, I will want to go back to the rack when when she's ready to, to say goodbye at that point. I assume that game, if it's her last game, would be a sellout. Like, if you know it's I would, last game, I would, I would, think, I would so. think so. I would think so. Rutgers is good at that, and the fan base itself is understanding of how important um, she is. You mentioned Danny. We haven't gotten a chance to really talk about it. Um, obviously, they uh, have enough connections to where they get some very interesting people to talk to on the Scarlet Spotlight. Hey, we um, had um, who have we had? We had Mike on, but he's actually on the podcast. We had Barb. <laughs> Barb's interesting. We have Barb. We have Bob Wenzel. Listen, we have had some good guests too, and we're still going to continue to ask some people to come on in the near future we to had, entertain you. We had Jamal Westerman in dining room. Yeah, it was weird. I I don't know if. I, he, I feel like he may have been punked, or he feels like he may have been punked walking into just some stranger's house at that point. I don't think um, he thought it was a recording studio. There's no way. No, I think he did think. He there did? Is, he probably did. You think so? Yeah. Did I, you... I don't know. Either way. He's made it before. Again, all he wanted at the end of the day was pretty much cookies by the time he left uh, my house. And oh, well, he didn't and we'll have that. some cookie talk today, by the yeah. way. Oh, we will? Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, that's on the list. Um, but yeah, so we mentioned Danny, and we mentioned the Scarlet Spotlight. Um... We'll just keep plugging them because why not? It was a it was a very interesting interview they had with Rutgers athletic director Pat Hobbs. The second time that uh, he's been on with those guys, I don't think he would come on our podcast. No, no, <laughs> it would be actually I don't know. We'll throw the challenge out there, <laughs> Pat. If you're listening, uh, we'll come to your office at any time and do an in person interview, and we'll have fun with it. Like we're not, but only I'll, but only if we're chugging beers. 
That's fair. That's not, so they probably have to be. Uh, I don't know. The first time we'll, we'll maybe we'll do that tailgate coming up. He's welcome. He's passed the tailgate a couple times. and just has no clue who we are. So right. at some point we'll have to just tell him. Um, but yeah, hey, this, so, hey, this podcast that's completely irrelevant. Yes, you never listened. You to. definitely never heard of before. Um, but uh, what was your takeaway? Did you did you like the interview? Anything that stood stood out to you? Uh, I thought he was kind of surprisingly uh, candid at some points. He uh, they asked him, and, and a good job by them asking him, and you know, what went into to bringing Chris Ash back. And I, I thought his answer there was was pretty interesting. As far as hey, like we're it wasn't a great season, but we do have expectations. Um, we have expectations that this will get better, and kind of intimating that if it doesn't go so well this year, that it might be, he didn't say this, but it seemed it might go that way. And, and a good job by them to then kind of follow up and say, what is success for next season? And Pat Hobbs being the, uh, being the, the smooth uh, bureaucrat that he is, of course, isn't going to give a direct answer, four wins, five wins, whatever. Um, but it did seem like, you know, he put some pressure on, on the football program to, to improve this year. Well, he understands the issues. I mean, again, Football for now, still, even with basketball surging a little bit, drives the bus. It's where you're going to make your most money one day. It's how the athletic department survives. It's how Rutgers got into the Big Ten, was a good football program. So he knows that it needs to get back to that place. Um, I think he knows that uh, season ticket numbers are in the shitter. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be abysmal this year in terms of attendance-wise, and he understands that. And he knows that whether or not it's fair to Chris Ash, um, and we can have that debate when the time comes, this is an important, crucial season in some capacity in terms of Pat Hobbs' job overall because his legacy is tied to Chris Ash. Now, he's gotten uh, a little bit of leeway because he also hired Steve Peichel, and that seems to be going in a, again, trending in the right direction. Um, I'm with you. I loved his football answers. Mm-hmm. He talked about a quarterback um, competition. I did um, want to get to that. And I just I just thought it was, it was refreshing. He... Noted that the offense was horrendous for the most part. I wanted before we get into the quarterback yeah, yeah, go, go competition. Ahead, yeah. I wanted to say uh, when he was asked about not firing Chris Ash, his first his first response was, "I appreciate the question," which of course is like that's such a good journalistic trick, by the way. Ever sometimes when they you could just say if your partners and we were interviewing somebody and I asked like Jamal Blesserman a question, you just go, "Oh, that's a really good question, Adam," and that automatically validates my question, no matter how shitty. That question well, is. But I, I feel like I appreciate the question is, I hate this question and I hate you for asking me. If that's all he's saying, right? Yeah, yeah probably. Um, so I, I liked a lot of the, the mm-hmm. stuff he said on the football side of things. Um, he, lo- he, t- he loved talking about all the new academic buildings. I know Mike's not here, but he'll, he would love yes. all, all the new buildings that they're going up. The, uh, the Rod, Barbara, Rod- yes. Barbara yeah. J. And- Rodkin, whatever center is uh, opening pretty soon. Right? Yeah, that's absurd, by the way. If, if we can get it trending, that it's going to be called the Rod. It's the Rod. It's the Rod. It's the Rod. That's it. People refer like you to want it to as meet the up rod. with your tailgate friends. Hey, you're in like the purple lot. I'm in like the blue. Where do we need to meet up before the the rod? We're gonna meet up at the rod. We're gonna meet up at the Ex- rod. Yeah, holding <laughs> on that. Um, other takeaways from the interview that jumped out to you? Uh, well, the the quarterback competition that you you had mentioned. I don't think there's a quarterback comp. Do you think there's a quarterback competition? I don't think there's a real one. I think the coach has to say that, but it's gonna be Art Sitkowski. Right? I don't it has know. To be. By the way, one thing. Now that basketball season's over, we can stop pretending that we're anything other than a football podcast. <laughs> For those of you who are new, who have come around uh, since we've been with Rivals, this is a Rutgers football podcast, right? And now we're talking football, and I'm so happy. 
I mean, I know kind it. Kind of now a basketball podcast. We had a lot of fun this past I'm, winter. I'm not saying we didn't have fun, but Adam, this is a football podcast. It's about all the. It's about all the fun around football, the tailgating. Like it's all about. It. This in, is a football I'm in on podcast. That. I, I okay. <laughs> I, is it? I don't. I don't know whether or not right now it's a quarterback controversy. Here's what I know. As we said earlier, there's been a lot of good stuff content-wise with our friends at the Night Report and Richie in particular. Um, who at some point I want to have him back on because actually he's as probably he's, locked in. He's never been on. We've never had him on. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. We will have Richie on for the first time soon because I want to ask him about the quarterback stuff because he's been as plugged in as, as anybody has on this and he can probably answer that better than I can. I have no fucking idea what the hell's going to happen at I, the quarterback's. I just don't think that. I, I think that blaming any of last year's problems on Art Sitkowski would be ridiculous. No, no, no. I don't think anybody's blaming. He had a very bad year at certain points. He didn't progress to the point where you wanted to in certain areas. Um, all his fault. No. What's he supposed to do when none of the receivers? What's, are right. Over? No. 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 Again, we can. I, I. I'm not really dying to go into the X's nose of football in April. Oh, come 2nd on, man! It's right football now. season. I, I'm not getting nope. excited for that right now. But um, <laughs> yeah. I, again, like I said, I appreciated his honest answers on on the football side of things. I think overall, like I said, he's going to talk about the buildings. That's great. He's going to talk about wrestling as he should right now. Mm-hmm. They should pump that up and run it to high hell until they, they should pump all the, the gear they can out, national champs, all that stuff. They should put the banner up next year at the rack, make it a big to-do. Uh, that There's a lot of positivity to come from that. Eventually, when the practice facility opens in the summer, that'll be great for basketball, football, uh, for wrestling, excuse me, uh, the rod as we talked about. The rod. Um you know, the only thing that I found funny at the end was, like, everybody was so gung-ho. Even my dad fell for this line. I was talking to him after he listened to the episode. And uh, the ending line where he goes to Danny and John, uh, you know, my goal is to take long-suffering out of Rutgers fans' vocabulary. And that is, like, just the greatest politician line that Pat Hobbs can, can come up oh, with. Oh, your dad was all about that? He was just, he was genuinely excited. And I go, you fell for that. <laughs> you fell for that. I'm like, there is definitely, they, they probably brainstormed at a meeting one day. You know, maybe some of the SIDs were there, everybody, the marketing <laughs> team. And they're like, we need some type of slogan. What is going to kind of gal- galvanize everybody? And it's like, somebody just came up with that, like, long suffering. And somebody's like, write that down. Pat's like, t-shirt hey. idea. Circle with a line through it. Long suffering. There's a t-shirt. All right. There's a t-shirt idea that we won't make. Yep, another t-shirt idea that we won't go through with. Uh, but it, it was great. Listen, I'm not going to get too uh, too bogged down in certain things that Pat says. There um, were, We've done the Rutgers Finances podcast yeah, too many I times on this. His 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 alcohol and beer, mm-hmm. uh, beer and wine answers I thought were great. Yeah. I, I mean, again, I think you're an idiot if you think it's a bad idea on the Rutgers side of things. It's been proven over and over again. It's not going to be that big of a deal. Not strong there. An idiot. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I, don't, <laughs> I, I I feel strongly that I don't I don't think it's anything that concerned to be that concerned about. Um, so overall, I mean, uh, right now he's sitting in a spot where he's waiting for football. Yeah, like That's his it. his fall is going to be hell if Rutgers football That's, season has another season like 2018. The plan is get good at football. That's it. That's the, the plan only plan. Is don't lose to UMass and don't lose to Liberty this year. At home, UMass can score. No, no, I'm, I'm not arguing. <laughs> you want right to break? I'll, I'll break down the schedule. I break down the schedule. We're not spot. breaking down the schedule. My, my job is to break down the '90s, early 2000s schedule. Let's not break down the 2019 schedule. I just wanted, yet. I wanted to laugh at the fact that I, I don't know why we did this, but as soon as 
uh, the Rutgers Athletics came out with that comprehensive finance financial report. We like mobilized and did an emergency podcast. Yeah. Why did we do that? That was so weird. It was so weird that we like got into news gathering mode. I we think like... I think we got into that mode solely for the fact that you hated the font <laughs> on that report. <laughs> Look, the, the... that is what got us. As one group there to say, we need to act. That font was garbage. It was a terrible <laughs> font, and whoever used it should not what have What Max it. is referring to, again, is if you have read the actual report that's linked through the Rutgers There's athletic site. no way anyone site, other than us and like... Commissioned by Rutgers, it was just an eyesore. Um, forget about the, what was actually in the report content-wise. Just the look of it was hysterical in some aspects of it. Um, did you know uh, we have deadline for season tickets for football, I believe. That's I got right. an email the other day about it. Um, so if you're listening to this right now, I think by the time either comes out or you eventually listen to it, your deadline has passed. I'm sure there's going to be no space for you to buy a season I, ticket next might, year it might for be Rutgers tough. football. It might be tough. <laughs> might be tough. Maybe we should organize like an RU Screw podcast game of tag in the crowd next year. Next year is going to be a hell of a time to do gambling over-unders for crowds oh. for, some, for the football games. <sighs> and... Adam, you've set talked before about how you know of some people who have gone down in tickets from like, you know, 16 to 8 or like 8 to 4, 4 to 2. I wonder how bad this is going to get. Because there's, there's people, there's a lot of people like your family there's, who there's you're not of, going anywhere. There's plenty of grandstanding from families like myself who are like, we're done with it. We're sick and tired. And then you get the email and you're like, no, 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 no. no like, you're we'll not. Put it in. Y'all have too much fun at your tailgate. I think I think what happens is a lot of the people who maybe came on board again in the early to mid two thousands, those are the ones that you're losing because they don't have the long invested history mm -hmm. in the losing itself where they can kind of withstand it. So there are some people who are like winning and losing is all that matters to me for Rutgers football. So maybe that's where it drops. Um, plus the carryover from the Big Ten effect, which we said was going to run out after a couple of years if they weren't good. You could just get a ticket to any game. Single right. game ticket. It's so cheap. And that's one of the problems that they run into, right? I remember Mike, we, we, we did it live on the podcast, Mike buying tickets to, I think, the Buffalo game. And he sat like first, he might have had first row seats for like $10 a piece. And if you really want to go to a game, you can do it that way. Should so it's Rutgers kind of at some point do what Seton Hall does for basketball? Do we need to bring some tarps out? Should we tarp oh, some sections? Tarp, what, what would we do? Tarp the upper deck? Oh, that would be so embarrassing. With the big, I don't think the Big Ten. But you could put so many cool things on tarps. <laughs> like you could, oh, they could sell the like a logo. They, they could, could like put sponsorships on the tarps. You'll get more money probably from oh, doing that than you would the, the tickets that sales itself. Oh my god, that would be so embarrassing. Let's, that's a poll question. Should Rutgers Athletics tarp certain sections in the football stadium because of lack of attendance for games? All right, type All right, down. so we're putting that one down. Put that down. Oh, I said again, um, is Danny Breslauer Rutgers yeah, royalty? Yeah, Rutgers royalty. Um, <laughs> other than that, though, like I said, to all those, I don't know. It's it's going to be bad, I think. Uh, I'm interested to see the first game this season. It got moved to, from a Saturday to a Friday night, mm -hmm. Labor Day weekend. You usually get a good crowd. War before Freshman. the shore. Yep. Throw some hot tubs back in there. We'll be all good to yeah, go. Yeah, they got rid of those last year. That was kind of sad. They didn't have yes. them, them two years ago. One thing with the football aspect, it's kind of related, kind of not, and... Uh, goes back to my conspiracy theory, and I'm gonna—I'll uh, give you credit for a joke that you made over the weekend. Um, news coming out that <sighs> Greg Schiano <sighs> has <sighs> left his position as <sighs> defensive coordinator with the New England Patriots. Basically, best defensive coordinator of all time gave up no touchdowns as coordinator <laughs> of the, the Pats. That's good. Uh, Bill Belichick just thought he—he he did all he could. Clearly, I, in all honesty, we don't—we have no idea why Greg left. 
Let's put that out right now. There's been no further understanding of why he left. He said it was for family reasons. Faith and family. Faith and family reasons. So I'm just going <laughs> to do my usual stupid thing. I, I obviously clearly hope if there's something seriously wrong, I'm not here to make fun of it. I am here to make fun of, though, my conspiracy theory because it's happening, folks. Well, one, one, We're laying the groundwork. One question first. Would Greg Schiano be the first person ever to say he's leaving for uh, to focus on his faith and family and actually go and focus on his faith and family if he were to be telling the truth? <laughs> it's possible. I'm sure there are a few examples, but not at that level right. of, uh, of coaching because those guys give their life to coaching, which obviously, again, makes me a little bit concerned as to why he left. Oh. So, again, I don't want to Begin make light the speculation, of that. people. But Begin. Max had might be one of the funniest lines ever. And we uh, it was Rutgers Giving Day uh, this past weekend. Right? You got a cool... Uh, Twitter jersey. Yeah, if you I donated believe. to Rutgers, uh, to, to one of the, the different, uh, you know, category, they had you donate to the football program, wrestling, or, you know, You get your, your last name yeah, right on You a, could tweet at them, and they would tweet you a fake personalized jersey. By the way, people, don't get a jersey with your own name on the back. You don't play for the team. Yeah, if you're an adult that wears one of those to a game, don't. you deserve to be ridiculed. Just don't. Um, but yes, you said <laughs> maybe Rutgers Giving Day this year was just a ploy. That all the money, no matter where you gave it to, anywhere, any program that you donated to, it's just being taken right now because Rutgers just wanted to get a bunch of money to buy out Chris Ash because they know Greg Schiano <laughs> is coming back. At secret, yeah, secret giving day? Could have been a secret fund, right? Just on that exact day. And he's coming back. He's coming oh, back. And, uh, well, obviously, Chris Ash is going to go 12-0 this year, and he's not going to have to come back. But if that doesn't happen, then we're getting Greg Schiano. All I'm saying is that uh, again, assuming everything is okay and it's just, it's the old Urban Meyer. I'm stepping away right now for faith and family reasons, health reasons, whatever you want to call it. Um, this is the worst nightmare scenario potentially for Pat Hobbs and Chris Ash together. Because I don't think, A, Chris Ash definitely doesn't want Greg Shiano back. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's out of his job. Oh, he doesn't. No, and no. I don't think Pat Hobbs really wants Greg Shiano running things as, uh, it, it, that would be a Hail Mary. But that would be the biggest Hail Mary ever for Pat Hobbs it's, to just give over control it's kind back of, to Greg Schiano. It's kind of interesting, though. Again, think, all hypothetical, but my conspiracy I, theory I, is correct. But I think at this point, with all the money he's been able to raise, I th- he might have enough clout to like be able to... Oh, co- yeah. To, I want to see to, that first to, meeting. Co- to co-run the athletic department with Greg Schiano. <laughs> like Because we've joked before about how if Schiano were to come back, it would be Pat Hobbs hiring his boss. But maybe he's got enough clout to sort of be on the level. Maybe not. I don't know. No? Oh, I wonder. Man. I do wonder what, really, what, what actually did happen here. Because it, it could be one of these things where I know Shiano and and Bill Belichick have kind of had this like bromance for a long time from afar, where Bill Belichick loves to bring in uh, former Greg Shiano players, and then it's like Shiano gets up there, and I mean Greg Shiano, love him as a football coach, but he seems like an irredeemable ass. Maybe so- somebody actually like put in the tapes of those couple Ohio State games, and Bill's like. Maybe this wasn't well, a great well, idea, or or just maybe, or just maybe like the two of them are like, wait a minute. We don't really like each other. Like, I I don't know what happened. Maybe but. the favors have run out of the fact that he took on his kid as the football program and then let lax and all that stuff. But either way, um, yeah, we're laying the groundwork. Come hell or high water, this fall is going to be interesting now because Greg Schiano with no job and a Rutgers football team that is probably going to struggle at some point. Oh, man, it's, that's going to be but fun. Fo- that's the great thing about football season. It's always fun, Adam. It's why five months out, I am declaring it football season. Football season is right now. Uh, okay. We got spring. We got the spring game coming. Coming up, 
important football game going on. Who will take it? The scarlet or the white? In fact, I remember nothing that has ever happened in any spring game except for one thing. There's one thing I remember, and I think, you, I think you know where I'm going with this. Go ahead. So... At WRSU, when we were students, it was the first thing I think Adam, first game Adam ever did on the air. You might have done a basketball game. I, I don't know. I, you may be right. Okay, it whatever. Was early it was. on in my it RSU the, tenure, it was the first time Adam had ever done a football game. Okay, so and we would call the spring game back at WRSU, and Adam referred to the white middle linebacker as Brandon Renkart, even though he had already graduated because he didn't know the name of the new white Rutgers linebacker. And you might as well just call him Brandon Renkart. That's the only thing I ever remember happening at a I miss. I, I also uh, messed up, too, on one of the quarterbacks, too. I think I went back even further, like five years down previous. <laughs> Ted, and did, Ted uh, Trump in there? You saw something along the Roger Rawl, something along that. I think I blurted it out for some reason. Um, but, yeah, that brings me back to, the. I mean, speaking of glory days, because you put this out on the poll. Uh, and this was maybe the biggest shocking result we've seen on any of our polls. And uh, Grease Trucks versus Rutgers Fest. If you could bring back one if of them. If you could bring back one of them, which one would you bring back? And we thought for the most part that this was going to be a no-brainer. No-brainer. I think all of us on board in the podcast, Rutgers Fest, a thousand out of a thousand times. Might be an age discrepancy here. I was thinking, though, that at least the younger generation would vote on Twitter. The other would complain on, like, the forum. There is no younger generation of, <laughs> of Rutgers Okay, fans. so I thought, like, 10 of my friends who follow us a little bit would at least <laughs> well, vote in that regard. Know, we got 341 votes. No, we votes. did. That was the biggest and, amount of votes we've ever gotten. Uh, yeah, uh, 61% said grease trucks. And <sighs> this that is, is a, that's one... They're wrong. They are wrong. They are wrong. So the grease trucks were nice, right? Like they were, they were cool. No, they were awesome. Quarter, I, they were know, the nostalgic. College Ave and Hamilton. There was a dingy parking lot full of dilapidated trailers that sold you greasy sandwiches. Um, With and a it was, weird mystery meat. Right. We don't know exactly what the meat was. Um, but, uh, you know, it was where the freshmen would all congregate before going out at 1030, trying to get that male to female ratio right so they can get into those, uh, those frat parties. Um, but they obviously took that away. They built the yard. You really want the grease trucks back? They have the yard now. They got Surf Taco there, Starbucks. There's a... They've uh, literally got a old Rutgers grease truck as a storefront. But it's not the same. I'm just I, saying you can get the same thing. But this is not to knock the grease trucks. This right here is about my personal love for Rutgers Fest. Rutgers Fest was the most wonderful day of the year. I went back to both Rutgers Fest that existed after I graduated. I took off from work to go to Rutgers Fest because Rutgers Fest was the greatest. And the fact that this whole this new generation of Rutgers students doesn't get to experience the one day a year when Rutgers became the best party school in America is a shame. Yeah, and remember, this was Rutgers just threw a gigantic outdoor concert for everybody at Rutgers and, and, and anybody else? within a 400-mile radius <laughs> in New Jersey, basically. And it was just a school saying, go get fucked up for yep. a day. For one day. Right. Oh, it was just, you could go, you walk around, you could walk into anyone's backyard. You know what they do? They throw you a burger and a beer. I don't know you, but we're all kind of drunk right now and no one cares. Anywhere, just house parties. It didn't even make sense. Everyone was having a house party and yet all of them were full. Best uh, best at musical act. Did you ever make it to the musical I act? always made it to the musical act. Okay, so your best musical act from your Rutgers Fest Well, days. I obviously have to go with Genuine. 
Now, Genuine... What year? Genuine, that's before you got there, was my freshman year, 2006. Now, okay. Genuine, uh, for those of you who don't know, was a rapper from the 90s. And if you're a keen observer, you would know that Genuine is actually the artist who made the song that is the uh, start of our podcast. You know, the, the pony, you know, jump on it, let's do it, ride it, my pony, my saddles, waiting coming jump on it so that's pony uh if you're not familiar and he was a Rutgers fest act and it was uh it was an interesting performance it was actually funny he was a last second replacement for someone else and i'll never forget what the quote was from the head of the Rutgers student association I, i've looked on the internet i haven't been able to find it it's from 2006 the quote was we booked genuine at the last minute because he was available and affordable and if that's not the most Rutgers line in the history of Rutgers lines i don't know what is by the way uh, so mine uh it was raining third eye blind they were third awesome. eye blind was third awesome. eye blind was awesome that was on livingston mm-hmm. um that year right right on the in the mm-hmm. parking lots way back past the rack that was wild. He didn't wear any shoes. That he was, was wearing no shoes. That was crazy. That was one of the best concerts I've ever been to. And we forget the the fact people, Pitbull played at Rutgers. Right. Fest. Yeah. Pitbull. Kanye West back in I think two thousand four before yeah. he was big. My mom saw REM at Rutgers Fest back in the eighties. By the way, Rutgers Fest apparently used to be two days. I would have died. <laughs> I would die. I, would, I wouldn't have made two days. Yeah, of you, uh, you would not have. Yeah, that some bad things would have happened. Fun too. fact, Adam. I didn't know this. I was looking back through some old pictures. Apparently, you and I were together at this Rutgers. I don't remember this. At Third Eye Blind. I don't remember Third this. Eye Blind. Yes. I have no recollection. Yeah, of there are a few some interesting pictures out there. We should actually probably find one and, put, and tweet that out because yeah. it was amazing. Um, and then, of course, it all changed one night. Um, I remember this vividly. Hanging out in my fraternity house. Very, very late at night, really early in the morning, um, and you just heard outside our windows, pop, 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 pop. So uh, from 2011, <laughs> there were some gunshots, and some people were shot. Rutgers University will permanently cancel Rutgers Fest because the event has grown too dangerous, the school's president said today. Um, last week, New Brunswick police said the large crowds and heavy drinking at Rutgers Fest contributed to several shootings, five injuries, and 11 arrests uh, in the area. Allegedly. Allegedly. Look, <laughs> first of all, I bring a gun to Rutgers Fest. Rutgers Fest is about love, man, and love of day drinking. I never made it to nighttime. I don't know. I, I, you were still awake. I never made it to the nighttime. I never made it out to Easton on Rutgers Fest. I was done by like six every time. Yeah, um, nights were tough. I don't think I ever actually made it out to like re-party at nights. But you kind of were in just that after effect, and you'd be hanging out and and whatnot. Um, yeah, R.I.P. So, so, Rutgers. Yeah, Fest. so it was canceled forever. Uh, and it will forever live in our hearts, right? Like, it, it, if we could bring it back, right? Here's here's what I'll say. If you voted on this and you are a Rutgers graduate post when it was canceled, I can maybe understand because all you heard about was grease trucks and, like, you just thought it was funny to vote here. If you are a Rutgers graduate and experienced Rutgers Fest and you did not vote for Rutgers Fest here, fuck you. Or you're just a nerd. Yeah, you a bunch clearly, of nerds out there. clearly had the worst time ever <laughs> at Rutgers Fest. I'm not saying, I wasn't some like, you know, I wasn't a really a party guy, but that one day a year, it, it was, was Rutgers Fest. It didn't matter magical. who you were. Everyone was just out there having fun. So if we brought it back, right, obviously it would be called Screw Fest, would be our name of our festi- festival. And I was trying to think like, what musical acts would we have? What kinds of activities would we have? Would there be like a Julie Herman dunk tank? Would that be something we want to bring in there? Like, what is what kinds of things would we want at Screwfest? Well, Pat Hobbs obviously has to chug a beer on stage. 
That's a given. Yeah, that's the okay. start to the concert. Okay. Um, that's the, that's like the yearly thing. Yeah, it's the yearly thing. That's how okay. it gets underway. Obviously, you need some type of house music act. Mm-hmm. It was just getting popular at the time that it was canceled. Because I would have loved to see in that like 2011, 2014 range what Rutgers could have gotten in terms of like my my EDM side yeah. uh, of music there. I mean, I, I, I wanted Third Eye Blind. I wanted Everclear. I'm, you know, I'm a dorky white guy. You could probably get that. like... I mean, how cool would it be right now, Rutgers Fest, on the return to- return tour soon, like Spice Girls. Oh. They're on, like Backstreet Boys. They're on, like, they do like cruises now for like people in their like 40s or something. You can get them for Rutgers Fest. You get the Backstreet Boys? Yeah, you think, why they, not? You think they could pull the Backstreet Boys? Yes. Yeah, they'll sell out so, for So we're going to have the Backstreet Boys at Screwfest. Sure. Okay. That's I'm cool. in. Okay. I'm in for that. I don't know who else we would get. You'd have to find like some YouTube rapper because everything now is off YouTube basically and that's how everybody gets popular. Um, Kids these days. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The Baby Shark. Whoever sings Baby Shark. Maybe oh, you can God. get them. That's Why do you have to mention that song? Like <laughs> It's it's dreadful. Like you have just pissed off anyone listening right now who, who, now, has has, who now has the Baby Shark song stuck in their head. Uh, it's so good. Um, yeah. Like I said, I'm very disappointed in those poll results. Um, it, it's Rutgers Fest. Someone already tried to bring back Rutgers Fest, apparently, the year after. Well, you had the Delafest stuff that De- went down, where, again... Delafield uh, Street, which is that right. weird street that ends in the hospital parking lot. Yes, so back there, they blocked off that street one time, and the kids just threw a, a rager, like a block party. It did get out of hand, but... Come on, Come now. on. Those kids that think that that was crazy, again, you've never experienced... Uh, Rutgers Fest that way. Uh, <laughs> There's just a picture in the store. New Brunswick Police released this image allegedly of students at Delafest last month. It's just a bunch of shit on fire. Amazing. It's so good. Uh, moving on to other things, too. I guess the one thing uh, that we should note from uh, the NCAA tournament, um, I don't have to buy my wife a puppy. Yeah. Uh, if you weren't paying attention on Twitter, I had put out there, uh, we had tried to tape a new segment called Charlie's Gambling Segment. Uh, we had some audio issues and we couldn't release it. But basically, I made the bet with my wife that if she picked a perfect Final Four, just the four teams that got into it, that I would get her a puppy. Eventually, I'm, we're going to get a dog, but we would just early it up, early the timeline up. And uh, it was the greatest genius move by me ever because for the first two rounds, she was interested in March Madness. Mm-hmm. Like, guys, if you're listening at, at right now and you can't find a way to, to get your spouse or significant other into March Madness... Just bet them a puppy. There you go. Now, I hope they know. Well, really, it doesn't matter because they could really just pick at random. And she wasn't really that far off. The Final Four was what for her? It was Duke, Florida State, Houston, and Villanova. But what I mean by not that far off is that she had a one seed, a four seed, a six seed, and a three seed. And as it turned out, what do we have? A one seed, a two seed, a three seed, and a five seed. So it it was, it's not a chalky Final Four. Yeah, she was yelling at the television watching games, like when her teams were playing. It was, it was magic. The dream died when Villanova got annihilated by Purdue. Yeah, that was, we were at the wedding in Youngstown at that point, so. So we had a couple of uh, depressing drinks for her to drown the sorrows. But all the three, fact that she was not getting a dog. <laughs> all three made the Sweet 16. The other three, Houston, uh, Duke, and Florida State, all made the Sweet 16. And I was yes. saying that if those three made it, that you should still get her a three-legged dog. <laughs> Come on, how, how cute would that be? You go rescue a little three-legged dog? Come I'm on. In. I said I, I'd be in on that. Um, the NCAA tournament, we're at the Final Four right now at this point. Um, Saturday and uh, Monday coming up, you'll get the Final Four and then the championship game. Probably one of the best Elite Eight weekends oh, yeah. we've ever seen. At least the final Sunday of the Elite Eight was 
awesome. And that Virginia-Purdue game was crazy. And the Virginia-Purdue game was fantastic. Carson Edwards basically just a better Corey Sanders version in a tournament that mattered even more. Hey. Um, well, that, well, again, as you call it, the magical run. They made a magical run yes. to a round in the Big Ten tournament <laughs> that other teams get a buy into. Um, either way, though, that at least made up for kind of an eh first couple rounds. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't get any crazy buzzer beaters. We had the crazy Auburn ending in, in the early rounds. But nothing that was too wild. Um, no really wild upsets other than having some fun thinking maybe Virginia again can lose to a 16 oh, seed. That oh. was really cool to sit through for at least a first Come half. Come on. They're, up, they're down 16. Come on, Gardner-Webb. you got to close that out. Like, um, you need to give us two straight years of that terrible style of Virginia basketball losing. I'm just happy that at the end of the day, we could all just take a deep breath and realize that all is right in the world and that the coaches who care about the players most and that have the greatest coaching methods to get the most out of their players and who understand everything and, and no need to criticize them at all um, got to the Final Four again. Yeah. That's, that's all that matters in this. Um, so Adam, of course, referring to Tom Izzo, and there was obvious. There's a whole controversy where he had his. He was kind of yelling on his players, had his finger in his face, and there was a whole uproar. Should he talk to the players like that? Is it none of your business? My take on it is, uh, if if Izzo wants to do that, that's fine. But y'all can't get mad if someone smacks him for that, because in the real world, if you put your finger in someone's face, you might get smacked. I'm not saying it's something I would do, but like. It could happen. Like I said. And if I'm a player just, slapped Tom Izzo in the face, I'm like, okay, that's fine. To be the greatest thing ever. Like, that will be the everybody telling on themselves moment when they start berating the kid and calling the kid, you know, oh, he's uncoachable. He lost his composure. He couldn't keep it together. None of those words have been said about Tom Izzo, the little elf coach. He's the leader. Who Whoa. stuck his finger in an amateur athlete's face yelling at wow, him you just not out. only once but after he sat down in the huddle physically got up and got in the kid's face again and his players had to be like yo coach maybe we chill a little bit i think you've hit the breaking point <laughs> i can't get over you taking out tom Izzo like that man by the way congrats to tom Izzo. i think he's got the most final four appearances out of any coach since 1999 one of those obscure facts and whatnot can we, can he's we, an awesome coach he is, yeah. i again my take is down the middle I don't mind it. I think Tom Izzo genuinely cares about his mm-hmm. players. I think you can use motivational tactics. Just call things for what they are sometimes. He lost his shit on a player and was unable to control his emotions to the point where players were holding Tom Izzo back. Not the player. Maybe there's something wrong with that scenario, guys. I don't know. Mm. Just just how I view it. Like I said, and the first time it ever happens where a player finally has had enough and punches the shit out of a coach. I don't want it. How about just a slap? I don't want to punch. It's like, it's like a little disrespectful slap. Or sticks his finger back in the face of the coach. I'll even go a little bit lesser in that. Let's see everybody's reaction to see what they say about the player. Because yeah. we know what's going to happen. By the way, you had Rutgers basketball fans like tripping over each other, pointing out that Rutgers was up 11 on the se- in the second oh, half. Oh, God, yeah. State. As if that actually meant something. Well, uh, of course, Rutgers ended up losing that game, I think, by 11, uh, 71-60, I want to say. Um, they were up 11 in the second half. A lot of, had a lot of Rutgers fans pointing my, that out. My favorite thing, though, is like everybody who, like, and my brother included, who is a who is a coach, he coaches some high school uh, athletics, all of those people in the world just, they, uh, Scott Van Pelt did his uh, monologue. One on, big thing, I think one it's One big called. thing yeah. on, on Tom Izzo and how uh, it's the soft generation that's causing this uh, you know, it's the millennial stuff, basically. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what he was insinuating there. 
Um, By the way, Scott Van Pelt, we've talked about the beautiful bald head of Kevin Willard before. He's in the running for he beautiful bald he, heads. He, and I love, he is a big Maryland supporter. He, he has a lot of fun on, on Twitter uh, with Big Ten fans and everything in general there. I just thought he was a little overboard on it, and it got everybody to uh, share that video and basically go with the lines of, everybody is soft nowadays, and we can't criticize coaches. All my point all along has been, you can criticize coaches, especially the ones that make millions of dollars every year, not the athletes who aren't being paid. Like, there's a reason. You're an NBA guy. How often do you see that in the NBA? Uh, once. Okay. Why do you think you see that in the NBA? Uh, the one time, of course, was Latrell Sprewell uh, choking PJ Carlissimo, and anyone who was there agreed with Latrell Sprewell choking him <laughs> uh, because you can't talk to adults that way. It's not just about the money. You you can't talk Though to an adult is, with any. It is it is because those players in the there's NBA a power have more dynamic. Power. That's there that's is. the whole thing. Like ask yeah. Luke Walton this year. LeBron James has say when he doesn't have a job soon. Like I mean, Luke Walton is just he's a shitty Le- coach. I get it. Well, it's not like, that. It's that he's LeBron's administrative assistant. He's not his coach. All I'm saying is, at the end of the day, those players have the final say because the power balance is different than in college, mm-hmm. where we know the coaches are going to have power again because there's it, it's a cyclical turnover in roster. Not everybody's there. They don't get paid anything really in legitimate value. Um, so Tom Izzo has all the power, and everybody's just like he's the greatest coach ever. And you know what? Every once in a while, I just like people to point out. How about you just don't act like that? Yeah. That's it. You know, I don't know. Don't. You know, you, you, can, don't gotta... you can challenge your guy. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I respect Draymond Green and all these guys who stuck up for him after. I don't have any problem with that. Draymond I mean, Green is absolutely the person you should be going right, to I, for emotional stability. Yeah. So, again, <laughs> like, that that was that was my thing. That was kind of my one rant thing. There was some actual fun stuff to take away, too, from the NCAA tournament. Uh, well, speaking of coaches screaming, um, Bruce Pearl spends the entire game screaming at no one in particular. And he's got the best sweat. He's a, he's, he's a great sweater. He is. There was nothing. Like, I actually enjoy it. Bruce Pearl versus Coach Cal. I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, just the antithesis of what every... That is Jerry Carino's worst nightmare just, right there. Just, you know what? When you get when you hire Bruce Pearl, you know what you get? You get a run in the NCAA tournament, and three years later, you're getting sanctions, and you know what? It was I worth it, baby. don't care. Also, Auburn, I love the way that Auburn plays, because it's not just that they throw up a lot of threes, and this actually can bring us back to Rutgers basketball. As we've mentioned before, and as we've watched as Rutgers basketball fans for over the last decade, Rutgers spends a lot of time running what I call the useless high screen, which is where they bring a guy to the top of the key and he sets a screen and doesn't really go anywhere. Auburn does the same thing, but they do it six feet behind the three-point line, and it spreads the floor so well. They start their offense several feet behind where most teams start their offense. It's something we've seen in the NBA a lot recently, and it is awesome. It gets them a lot of wide-open threes. They play a really fun style. And how about Auburn, Virginia as the first, or as I don't know if it's the first or the second game on Saturday night, but as a matchup in the Final Four, because that is a complete contrasting of styles. Auburn wants to get up on the floor. They want to whip it out and just say, we're throwing threes on threes on threes. And Virginia's like, oh, we're going to slow things down and, and run our offense. It will and, be brutal if we get a Texas Tech-Virginia I, I, I will watch. That is... That is going to be rough. I won't watch. Um, I will not watch that. I will not watch that basketball. That'll be forty-seven, forty-six, and I will not watch it. The over/under on that's going to be oh, amazing. Does and, the over/under get to a hundred? And well, and the other thing is, of course, it, it'll be. Uh, it's in. I think it's where the Vikings play. It's right? in Minneapolis. Yeah, it's in Minneapolis. I think it's in the football stadium there. And those national championship games, generally speaking, have very poor shooting because it's in that weird. Um, you know, in that weird stadium. The depth. The depth perception. Is an right. Issue. That is an issue, by the way. I'm just speaking from. Speaking from experience and having shot in some bigger gyms before, it is kind of disorienting um, to do that. 
Speaking of sanctions, where are we going uh, with this? Are we going to get one maybe with some possible rules violations with a missing rug? Oh, right. So Jordan Bohannon, uh, you may know him as the, uh, I've dubbed him crappy. The Iowa white player. The Iowa white player. Crappy Steph Curry. All their roster. Right. Well, <laughs> crappy, <laughs> crappy Steph Curry. He takes a lot of threes. He's actually, he's actually pretty efficient no, he's, for, he, what, he's pretty good. for what he does. Rutgers, of course, shut him, shut him down. Didn't let him really do anything in that win uh, out at Iowa. But it became a big story that he uh, stole this March Madness rug from the locker room uh, and had it in his dorm room. He tweeted it out, a picture of it. Um, he responds. He's put this on Twitter. Give us the ability to make money off of our own name and we'll give you your run ba- rug back. You have 24 hours. He was NCAA. tweeting this at the NCAA. Yeah, he was tweeting this at the NCAA. So so Jordan Bohannon was holding the NCAA hostage and was going to convince them to pay players for their likeness by holding a rug hostage. Right. Good for him. And in typical NCAA fashion, though, I think they did actually contact Iowa. (laughs) Well, they they did. He tweeted, uh, this was a couple of days ago, after much deliberation, the NCAA has agreed with the University of Iowa that the rug can stay in Iowa City as long as I issue a mea culpa. With that, I am sorry for my actions. No one is denying the incredible opportunities the NCAA provides for athletes like myself. I am forever grateful. Look, I know there's no sarcasm font, but that apology was so insincere Good for you, Jordan Bohannon. Thank you. Then even better, I think his brother then tweeted back that Frank Kaminsky, he has a photo of Frank taking the Wisconsin uh, sign sign from the Final Four a couple Mm -hmm. of years ago. And then Frank is the best, by the way. Um, He's been on a bunch of podcasts, including part of my take, one of my favorite ones. Uh, He rails against the NCAA all the time. Uh, I thought his was pretty funny. Yeah, Frank Kaminsky just said, uh, what did he say? I had it up here. it was basically I took whatever I wanted, and I'm not. I'm sorry. not, and I'm not sorry. I'm yeah. not giving a damn thing back. It um, was it was pretty good there. Yeah, no, that that, that was great. Have you and, ever stolen anything oddly from like an arena or oh, like at doing like any of our broadcasts? I'm trying to. Remember, I don't. Um, I might have stolen some signage or best giveaway you've ever gotten, like well, calling a game. Well, I talked about. Um, how I took the football from the field after the Louisville game with the Louisville logo on it back in 2006. I did take that. Had a friend who took a pylon from that night. I, I don't think I, I... I'm trying to think of... Yeah, I never really got it, got anything uh, cool in, in that regard. My but. dad took a giant, like... Because at the end of Giant Stadium, when before they demolished it, my dad was a Jet season ticket. He took a giant like piece of concrete from the stadium because it was falling apart. And it was kind of sitting there. You know what? I mean, this isn't actually taking anything in particular, but... Uh, you used to always go in either the rack they had it sometimes or other times when they would just give you the free food. Take an extra cookie every once in a while. An extra cookie from? Like from wherever you're getting like your, you know, they always like, hey, take one cookie. Like you're getting your line of stuff and like you piss somebody off behind you, you take a little extra cookie at that time. Are, are, not, you, are you confessing to a crime here? I think that's what's happening. Possibly. Yeah. They were not Girl Scout cookies though for the most they part. Were, they were not. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to Girl Scout cookies. Um... I did want to get to giveaways. Okay. Giveaways. So I Actually, I lost my train of thought there. We'll cut this out. Giveaways. Giveaways. Um actually no, let's cut this out. Let's not do that. Okay, we're done giveaways. No, 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 no giveaways, no giveaways. Let's go back to Girl Scout cookies. And yeah, Girl Scout cookies. cookies. That's fine. I don't know what happened there. We'll All right. cut that out. It's completely spaced out. Or we won't cut it out, apparently. I don't, I don't really know. know. Yeah, I don't All know. Right. Girl it, was, Scout. it was so spacey, I just completely forgot what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> it was the wheat cookies that we had before this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, cookies, Girl Scout cookies. You wanted to talk something about Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, a couple of things. That's where I was trying to lead you with my right. cookie uh, story. For, well, first of all, Girl Scouts out there hustling. I saw them in so many places. I don't know if a couple Fridays ago was like 
Girl Scout cookie sales day. I saw them outside Whole Foods. I saw them driving by outside a car wash. I saw them at a train station. They were out there like hustling, selling these Girl Scout cookies. So good on them. Um, well, yeah, you know, we were talking about Girl Scout cookies. It's that time of the year. And as far as what flavors of Girl Scout cookies yeah, what's you're like, into. Yeah, tagalongs. They're number one on my list. It's the chocolate and peanut butter combo. Those are the greatest. Those I could eat an entire box of those from like within 30 minutes. They're a little heavy. No? They like, are. I like them, but they're a little. They are. Are you, a, are you a, a mint guy? Yeah. Like thin mints are okay with you. Uh, mints, mint is good when it's in its proper context. So like mint tea, bad. You don't want mint in tea. Okay. But mint, thin mint's good. Mint, mint chocolate, chip. chocolate is good. Yeah. Th- uh, mint chocolate chip ice cream. What are those little like chocolate like rectangles that have mint in them? I don't know what they're called, but those are good. Okay. Um, I don't I'm know. in. So I, I would go in my power rankings. Okay. <clears throat> We're going to go tagalongs. Uh, Thin Mints. That's it. That's the end of the list. You don't waste your time and with any of the other yeah, ones. Yeah, I, I, I think Samoas are trash. I'm not a coconut guy, so... Coconut, to me, is like the Alex Smith of flavorings. Uh, what I mean by that, if you're not familiar, Alex Smith is an NFL quarterback who is thoroughly average. And if you're an NFL team, okay, Alex Smith is fine, but you can probably do better. And that's the same thing with coconut. If you were eating something that is coconut... You could probably do a little bit better. It's like the jalapeno poppers. At a, when you like, does anyone ever order jalapeno poppers? They're okay, but you can always do better. You can always do better than Alex Smith, and you can always do better than coconut. That's fair. Can you always do better than coconut? There we go. That's, That's fair. fair. Yeah. Um, we also, as we said, we mentioned we tried to do a new segment on the last episode with the Charlie's Gambling segment. Uh, so we brainstormed. This is Mike's only contribution to the podcast coming up right now in this episode. I had one contribution from Mike. Uh, text uh, my case for Texas Tech. Might have the best player and the best coach in the Final Four. Thanks, Mike. That was spot on. Brilliant analysis. Awesome. All right. So something that you're actually going to contribute right now, Mike, is this uh, new segment that he came up with. Um, Here it is. Blimey. It's time for Wanker of the Week. Cheerio. So we're calling it Wanker of the Week. Yeah. That was Mike's idea. So, So here is really the genesis of this. Uh, this segment. Uh, we're trying to think of different things to do because we may have made a mistake in starting a Rutgers sports <laughs> podcast because we, uh, you know, I joked before about wanting to break down the football schedule, but I don't know what the hell we're going to do for the next five months. And so we're trying to come up with different ideas and it'll be Adam and I coming back and forth with that ideas. And Mike doesn't really contribute all that much. And he just said, I just want Charlie to call someone a wanker. And then that just became wanker of the week. He just wanted to hear a British person say wanker because wanker is a great word and it turned into this segment. That and I do have high hopes. I actually think this one could stick. This one could stick. Why Similar not? to OT Threat of the Week, this one could stick. Oh, it's easy. By the way, we, we should probably get like a sounder for uh, OT Threat of the Week. Like have have Charlie record. Sure, like a, we'll yeah, get her to not? do that too. Yeah, why not? We're, we're I don't not, know. I don't know. She, at some point she's going to start demanding money for her likeness. You know? I mean... Uh, she, she can she can have a percentage of the of our uh, sure of our small, of our small. <laughs> sure you got it all right which so. I still haven't seen a dime of by the way I heard that yeah we we have been paid some by rivals I haven't seen any of that it's in a trust account oh it is it's in a trust okay account. because I'm the one who pays for the SoundCloud I'm the one who pays for our podcast to be on the internet I haven't received a dime I also pay for our Skype account so. We, we have to pay for Skype? We do to make certain calls to get certain guests. Gotcha. We've had to pay for Skype as, as um, much. But you've done the legwork. I'm I'm just saying, like, I, I haven't received any of this money. Like, I saw you a couple weeks back. Mike, you were texting, like, what's the email I should send to Venmo? And I wasn't asked. Right. Where's my money? Okay. Sounds I, like you're about to nominate me for I, Wanker of the Week I, right now. I feel very disrespected. <laughs> I have not received 
I have not received. You feel any irritated. You, you seem irritated. Can you? Who's your wanker of the week then? Right. Well, now? My my wanker of the week. I couldn't decide whether this was a wanker of the week or a hero of the week. Okay. So who's okay. your wanker of the week? Wanker of the week. Uh, my wanker of the week is USC athletic director Lynn Swan. Lynn Swan, who you mentioned, you had no idea that he hadn't been fired yet. You assumed he yeah, had been. Yeah, from USC. Yeah, he's the AD um, at USC by now. So, last, so USC is one of the schools caught up in this academic The Aunt fraud, Becky scandal. The Aunt Becky scandal, the academic fraud scandal. Uh, people being paid, fake players on crew teams and all this kind of stuff. And last weekend, the leaders at USC had a meeting to discuss the admission scandal. Instead, uh, Lynn Swan was signing autographs for $220 a piece while this leadership, this meeting of the minds at USC was going on. You, sir, are my wanker of the week. You're also kind of a hero because that's awesome. What are you going to say at this meeting? What about the going back to this whole scandal thing? Who was it? Uh, the Was it uh, Dr. Dre? Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre comes out basically with a Instagram post, I believe, basically honoring his daughter, I think it was, who got admitted into USC and basically went along with it. I'm so proud she did this all by herself. <laughs> like a week later, it comes out that he donated 70 million dollars. It wasn't even a week later. It was like an hour well, later. Whatever it was. <laughs> it, that's like, that's a week in like Instagram time. It was 70 million dollars oh, he gave to USC. You better hope your daughter gets into USC at that point after you give $70 million to the school. <laughs> that, it, he, he's, he's, the the wank, well. he's the real wanker of the week. So, oh, USC, uh, you know, two, two wankers, wankers of the week. Over there. Who's your wanker of the okay, week? Okay, wanker of the week for me, it's going to an overall body of people, and that is the AAF. Oh. The American Alliance. Alliance of American Football. Alliance of American Football, excuse me. Uh, it was so great that I forgot the name already. Um, and really, they're the wankers of the week, not only because they thought that they could somehow create a football league, survive, and maybe outbeat the NFL one day, because um, the NFL is king. Also, Godspeed XFL. Let's go XFL. Yeah, that'll um, maybe that'll last nine games. Yeah, but the AF thought they could pull this off somehow. They're just wankers for the fact that they did not find a way to pull this off, because now I don't get any more Steve Spurrier. I don't get any more Johnny Manziel. I don't get any more cool ref cams and players mic'd up. God damn it, AAF! Uh, you were into the AF? I, I watched the there first. There were some week. cool things to yeah. take from the AAF, so and now and now I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss this. Are you playing the Steve Spurrier? No, I, I well, I was. What I, are you doing? I was bringing up the Steve Spurrier article that we were gonna refer to, and right. then I didn't mute my computer. Okay, that's what happened. Because I'm very bad at this. If you haven't noticed, I'm very very bad at good. this radio mechanics, yeah. which is pretty embarrassing because I am sort of kind of like a radio professional. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's all good. But yeah, so going. AAF, you're the wanger of the week. Steve Spurrier, though, you're the best. Uh, his team started the season 7-1, and one, I believe, yep. and he declared them uh, champions yeah, on the other, of the on, AAF. On the other side, he was talking about how he was disappointed in the league, and he said, on the other side, we got to be champs, right? We're 7-1, and one, and the next teams are 5-3. and three. If they're... First of all, Steve Spurrier now at this point, like, follow through now, and you got to get every player on that team uh, AAF championship mm-hmm. t-shirts. I can hats. make a banner like on... Photoshop. Great, it's going to go along with the John Rothstein-ism banner that <laughs> yeah. we've got as well too. So check my... out our check out our Twitter account by the way to to see what we do on there. We we plug it every time. Yeah, we have a lot of fun on Twitter. Um, we have an Instagram that we've never posted to. We have a MySpace that we created. We have an email, ruscrewpod at gmail.com. Of course, you can find us on the Rivals message board, boards, uh, ruscrewpod. Uh, are there any other social media things we should have? We're pretty good on, on that right now. We should now. have a live journal. Match.com maybe gonna, at I'm gonna, some point. I'm going to make a live journal. Um... All right, so that was Wanker of the Week. I like that. That's sticking. 
Um, which leads us to our last segment, uh, OT Threat of the Week. We'll make this pretty quick. Um, we had gone through some of the uh, message boards, as we usually do. Mm-hmm. On the Rutgers football side of things, we always pick out an OT thread uh, to just end everything with. OT, need recommendations for a doctor who does hernia surgery. So I, I, sorry, man. I, I hope I hope you. I wish you luck in your. <laughs> I don't have. I don't have one. I, um, really I, that I one. hope that you found someone who can help you with that. Uh, oh, backyard pergola gazebo. Um, uh, beer thread very popular on there. Uh, if, no, Mike's not. If Mike's not on this episode, I'm not doing a beer thread with him. Mm, um, why no concerts at the rack? Ooh, dogs. We got a dogs. Let's. We went with the. Uh, let's stick with the theme because I didn't have to get my wife a dog. Uh, OT naming our new dog, and this of course is probably going to start sad because somebody's dog probably passed away at a very old age. And dogs are awesome; they're the greatest things ever. Um, <laughs> that sounded so insincere. No, they are. Oh, dogs they are. are fucking oh, sorry. Awesome. I thought that. I no, thought... they are. They're way better than humans. Okay. They're better. You're... I thought that sounded really. I'm cats. sorry. Way okay. better than cats. Okay. Let's just mate. We are anti-cat podcast. Uh, I I like cats. I think doesn't Mike have a cat? I think Mike might have a cat, or he had a cat at some point. He's intermittently had a cat. I think I've, the cat's name is Cat. I'm pretty sure. Where is this? We've been to Mike's apartment. I've never seen it. I don't think he has the cat anymore. There was definitely a cat at some point, though. Maybe okay. in his old apartment. Well, I don't, this, there was a cat. this OT thread, you need to name a new dog um, that a poster is is getting. Um, you know what a great name for a dog is? Max. Because there are a lot of dynasties in America, right? Penn State Wrestling, they're very good. They've won a lot of championships. Um, I know that we have, you know, we've had a lot of dynasties in American sports but and, and American politics and, and everywhere. But the real dynasty is the name Max as a dog name. I think for the last like four decades, Max has been the most popular dog name. And it's a hell of a name. Somebody so. on the, in, in, I don't I don't know what kind of dog professional this person is, they said that one syllable names for dogs are not um, the best. It should be two syllables because that's how the dog picks up on it. Oh, uh, like you, tell you, it you, you talk to the dog? I, yeah, I, I, you absolutely talk to dogs. No, I'm saying like he he know that this person knows the dog. He knows everything. I'm calling this guy a fraud. I don't know who he is. You're a fraud, dog um, guy. <laughs> we we already have picked out uh, Charlie and I our future dog's name. Okay. Um, Howie. Howie. Why Howie? Howie named after uh, my my grandfather's name was Howard. Okay. And as a joke, my grandmother all the time used to get really pissed off. And she would just yell like, like Howard, like, and it would just be a running joke. It'd be funny. That's how you knew he was in deep shit. Um, so, but but some people, not actually, nobody really called him Howie. But we're gonna call the dog Howie. If the dog ever like gets in trouble, pees on the rug or something, I we then get to yell Howard. Nice. That's so. Nice. That is. That's know, good. I'm sure my grandfather always imagined that we mm-hmm. would honor him by naming a uh, a dog. If after we have him. any fans from the podcast from the Midwest, one of my favorite places as a kid growing up outside of Chicago was Hungry Howie's Pizza, which was a hell of a pizza chain uh, back in the day. I've always wanted a dog named Bob Barker. I'm into. I, I, that I've always thought is that was awesome. Cool. Yeah. That. Easy also to just do a million, like, stupid videos with the dog named Bob Barker. Yeah, and, like, the thing is, and we haven't gotten into this, I love game shows. And then do you get a, like, some other type of animal named, like, Happy? And do the whole Happy Gilmore thing with Bob Barker? Oh, and yeah. And do some type of video with that. that? Also, maybe a cat named Cat Stevens. I mean, I'm just into puns and stuff like okay. that because I'm a, I'm a dork. But, uh, yeah, like, I could do an entire I, – I should start, like, a game show podcast. I could talk about The Price is Right and, like, the match game from the 70s. I could talk about game shows forever. I love 
old game shows so much. Okay. I don't know if we need to keep... We don't need to do that. Shows. I think we've run its courts at this point. The dog names? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I had an old dog. Uh, it was named by my uncle. Um, passed away a couple years ago. His name was Kiedis, after Anthony Kiedis from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Good. That was a good name for a dog. But, yeah, naming your dog is something that people do, and it's something that we tried to do here and failed. We've been, we haven't been great at these OT threads. We haven't been... I like this one, though. I'm saying we haven't been great at, like, adding anything to them, I feel like. Well, I mean, yeah. are we great at adding anything to anything? Well, we, we did some stuff today, man. We did wrestling, we wrestling hype podcast, Shirtless Stallion, Anthony Thrashnall. We did some women's basketball. Uh, we talked a lot of football, because it's football season, Less than five oh, months. Real quick, that, I knew I forgot something. Go talking over the NCAA tournament. Is Coach K done? Does he do anything anymore? <laughs> I will say this: it was somebody brought up something that was interesting. Okay, I'll ask you this real quick, and this is how we'll wrap up. Uh, Mark Titus, who I think does one shining pod, it's a good college basketball podcast out there. He was on part of my take, and he brought this up, and it's interesting. Has Coach K gotten to the point that Joe Paterno eventually got to? coaching football where he basically is just trying to not shit himself on the sidelines i think i think there's a couple things going i mean there's there's, there's a lot to unpack there's a lot question. there's a lot to unpack there I, I did find it interesting that and i can't believe i was I, I was so embarrassed by this thought that i had during the game that i didn't even text it because i i, I didn't want to admit it duke should have gone to his zone in that second half oh, against Michigan no. State. You and I are anti-zone. I'm anti-zone so Stay much, there, but like buddy. he didn't Michigan State ran the same action 50 times to get Zion out of the paint. And he didn't do anything. Like going to a zone would have allowed Zion to patrol the paint and that would have stopped a lot of what Michigan State tried to he didn't he didn't seem to do anything, but it's so hard when you have a team like that because the problem with this Duke team and we're not going to get really into it, obviously. Was it that seemed pretty basic? They, they couldn't have, shoot threes, they have, and they would rely on Zion. They have five good players. That's it. They had five. They had the starters, and that was it. And that they had a couple of guys who were okay as backups. And by the way, I will, I will tip my hat. I made fun of Tom Izzo earlier. He dominated Coach K. You said it. Oh my god! Like six for six on on calls after timeouts. It was insane. Every time after a timeout, Tom Izzo is it's, awesome. It's that. up to the players to to execute. But every time out of the timeout, they had a brilliantly You're still drawn angry off at times, but. <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully drawn up play. Coach K's not. I mean, is he done? Like, they, no, they got he's to, obviously they're, they're, done. They're, they're, you know, a shot away from getting to the final. He's just four. much calmer. He doesn't really. I don't see him doing much on there anymore. I, I have an interesting question. Do you think were people rooting for Duke? I was not. Not yes. just for my bracket. I yes. was rooting for Duke. This was such a weird year. It felt guilty. It felt so dirty. So yeah, you felt dirty rooting for Duke. You wanted to see Zion and Duke get at least to the Final Four and to the finals. Mm-hmm. And I was all in on it. I was totally cool with another Duke-UNC, Duke-Kentucky oh, yeah. matchup in the in the Final Four. Um, yeah, I, that felt very odd. And it's going to be really funny when he leaves, and assuming R.J. Barrett leaves too, and whoever else wants to leave from this Duke team, like, do they just go back to being a team you can't stand? Oh yeah, I mean it's Duke. Yeah, of course they'll, they'll they'll be right back to being Duke soon enough. Though it seems like Coach K has really embraced the whole one and done thing. Um, but by the way, there'll be a lot of people like complaining about oh the ratings are down for the final. It doesn't matter. Yeah, hopefully like, we get this one tournament is not about games. the final four. I lose interest every year after the first two rounds. This tournament is about the first two rounds, not who ends up yeah, as the and champion. Yeah, yeah, you want all hell to break loose. Like, do you were? I, I know Villanova won two of the last three. I don't remember who won the tournament in between. 
Was it North Carolina? I really don't remember. I have no idea who won the tournament the year between the two Villanova. Like, that's my point, is that the, the tournament's about the first two rounds. Yeah, the t- tournament's about the craziness. But also, I didn't know that the ringing of the bells was a tradition, so again, that might speak more uh, ill of me. This is going to be a very hot take week leading up to Final Four weekend, where it's going to be pitting the, because there's no Blue Buds, or like the fun running teams other than Auburn, you're going to have the purest come out there. And just go and love them some Virginia and Texas Tech. I did want to mention something because there is this narrative that this is like a Final Four full of defensive teams. Um, These teams actually have a higher average offensive ranking than they have a defensive ranking. Virginia, Michigan State, and Auburn are three of the top six teams in offense in the country. And yes, while these teams are also very good defensively, these are not defensive teams. These are very good offensive teams. Like People think Virginia is this great defensive team, and they are, but what makes Virginia great is their offensive efficiency. Right, right. So this is, don't don't say defense wins championships. These teams are great offensive teams aside from Texas Tech. Excellent point. All around. I think that's a good way to end it on that. Uh, Let's just do some picks. Might as well do some picks for the Final Four. Sure. Uh, So you've got, I guess, Not Virginia. (laughs) So you're going Auburn versus who? I am going with Auburn against um, I couldn't remember. Oh, Michigan State. And I've got Auburn winning. And that's mostly because before the Kentucky-Auburn game, I got Auburn at 15-1 uh, to 1 to win the championship, and I'm going with Auburn because so, I want to win money. So I'm going Auburn over Texas Tech. Nice. And the only reason I'm doing it, I want to see the first time ever a school win a championship and vacated on the same day. <laughs> the same day. Because <laughs> it would be awesome. And you know what's coming with Bruce Pearl, but... War damn. How cool is it at Auburn when they win? They they go to that like they go to that corner, tumor's corner, tumor's corner and they throw toilet oh, the paper. Fucking nut from Alabama oh. who poisoned the trees. Yeah, they're, they're, trees like, they're like fake trees now. Basically, I, there is they this, couldn't they couldn't resuscitate. Yeah, the there trees. is this, there is this Alabama fan who had poisoned the trees at Auburn many years ago, and it was dumb enough to then call into a radio station and brag about it. Um, I don't well, know. They all, no, it wasn't Paul are, Feinbaum who did it. No, no, it was Paul Feinbaum's show. He, it was right, those yeah. Alabama nuts. They used to call him that show all the time. There's some amazing stuff with that show, by the way, if you go deep into a YouTube dive at some point. we should, You know what? I don't know how we would do this, but we should try to do like a call-in show. Could we, could we, could we yeah, get... Yeah, that'll work well. Oh, it would work we terrible. Should, Does anything on this podcast work We should work try well? to have some type of voicemail thing. Voicemails mm-hmm. would be easier. I think, and then you can mm-hmm. just hate on us, and then we'll play that during the episode. Uh, yeah, that, that, that would be easy. Yeah, we don't really, we're not really set up here in Adam's dining room to no. uh, to do a. No, we'll uh, figure it out at some point. All right. Well, I like this was fun. Yeah, this was, this was fun. good. O- overall, good stuff. Uh, we'll we'll be back at some point within these next couple of weeks. Enjoy the final four. Um, wait, wait, hold on. What? I want to point something out. We just did seventy-five minutes of uninterrupted audio. That was a single segment audio, except for that time where I just kind of lost my, my brain. Well, we're completely not editing it out. Remember that. Right. Um, there was a time where for like 20 seconds I just lost my mind. Don't really know what happened. You didn't hear it, but now you're hearing about it. That was a good podcast we just sat here and did for the last 75 minutes. So um, actually, I don't know if it was good. It was just... It felt good to it you. Felt, it did. It felt pretty good. That usually means that it's shitty when we think it's actually good versus other times where we thought it sucked. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We'll Either way. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see you in a few weeks. Pay the players.
it, pawn it, zoom it, press it, snap it, work it, quick, erase it, try it, get it.